welcome to Southern Man Western Town. I read once musicians don't retire. They stop when there's no more music in them. Well, I still have music in me. Absolutely positive about that. Call me Tater Salad. Southern man, Western town. I guess I'm becoming a Western man. I guess I don't know. Was in the South thirty years, and, and the uh, West about twenty. So getting there. Anyway, thanks for joining the show. I'm your host, J.S. Lawrence, Jeff Lawrence, whatever you want to call me. Um, today, Greg Larkin on the show calling me all the way from Manchester, England. And he, uh, he's a really interesting guitarist. I really like him. You'll like him too. But, um, you'll hear his, uh, similar to Nick Johnson and John McLaren and Scott Bravo, those kind of guys I've had on that I play, I guess what you would say, a modern finger style, which it's kind of kind of a classical style, but it's a lot of uh, 
like open tunings and then and Greg Larkin's music's a lot more percussive than the other uh four mentioned uh peers of his. He has a he does a lot of percussion stuff. You think you're hearing a drum and three guitars and it's just him all on one guitar. I encourage you to check out all Greg Lark Larkin's music. Greg just G R E G Larkin L A R K I N and uh Greg Larkin Music is where you can look him up. You can find it on uh, find Greg Larkin on Spotify and iTunes. And I don't know if they have a different iTunes and Spotify for the UK. Or I know you can find it on in the one here, um, Spotify that I normally listen to here in the states. Um, he's got a YouTube channel. He does a lot of uh, posts a lot of videos on Facebook and and Instagram and stuff. So definitely check it out. You're gonna hear one of his songs today, and uh encourage you to check it out you'll really like it you, it, but it, there's a visual aspect to these kind of uh this style of guitarist i'd say um because it's you almost have to see it to believe it or you'll think you're like i said you'll think you're hearing a drummer and three guitar players at the same time pretty amazing what they do i don't think i could ever do what uh greg does i don't i don't have the uh i don't know if i'm that coordinated i guess you have to be somewhat coordinated to play the guitar at all but um I'm not, uh, I don't think I could pull it off, <laughs> be honest with you. But anyway, uh, appreciate Greg calling me in, calling in from uh, England. We had a hell of a time setting it up. His, his phone or my phone wouldn't do the international call, and he, even if it did, it would have been crazy expensive. And then we tried uh, the uh, messenger on Facebook. That didn't work. She ended up doing it on WhatsApp. I believe so. That worked out pretty well. Technology, and your old guy like me, you got to roll with it and figure out something that works. Anyway, that's about it. Still got the uh, show on uh, April third at Hopkins Brewing Company, Hopkins Brewing Company in Salt Lake City. Make sure you uh, get out and check that out. We're playing from eight to eleven. Uh, I have Andrew Glossmacher on drums, Tom Browning on bass. Still working the set list out. But uh, that's about that. Um, anything else going on in the world, you'll just have to Twitter it and figure it out. <laughs> anyway, next up, well, you're going to hear, hear a song by Greg Lark, and then you'll hear the interview. And then I'm going to play something now. I don't know what.
right, that's A Hole Torn in a Paper Sky by Greg Larkin, playing an unorthodox uh, style of guitar, if you will. Um, joining me next, he calls in from Manchester, England. A little bit of glitches in the, uh, in the phone call towards the end, but you'll get, the, uh, you'll get a good interview out of it. So coming up next, my interview with Greg Larkin. All right, joining me now is Greg Larkin. How are you doing, man? I'm good, thank you. How's yourself? Good. Where are you calling me from, Manchester? Manchester, England, yeah. So you're about 12 hours difference than me, I probably. That's. I was surprised how big the time difference was, but yeah, if it's about 10 there, it's 5 in the evening here. Oh, okay. What do you you got? You got big plans tonight? <laughs> I'm still in my pajamas. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm I'm pretty much the same. There's not much happening in uh, in England at all at the minute. It's all all still under lockdown and what have you. So it's uh, just keeping sane is the plan for the day. Yeah, I live over in the western part of the United States and kind of near Salt Lake City, and it's it's about half half shut down, I guess. It's you can kind of have gigs, but they're like fifty people kind of things. Right. I've seen I've seen some bits and pieces about these social distance gigs and all this sort of thing. It's yeah. I've, it's just been there's been nothing all year uh, for about a year here now. Do you guys uh, so, you guys it, got the vaccine over there now? Or it's it started. Yeah, it started. They're working down groups, so I think that sixties. Uh, now and then it'll start to keep keep coming down. So yeah, things are starting to look up. Did you have to cancel a bunch of things when it when it first hit? Or mm. yeah, I didn't have a huge amount. I'd been I'd luckily just got back off holiday um, at the end of February, so I managed to get a holiday in just before the, everything went crazy, and then and then yeah, mid March. What about uh... yeah? Have you been doing a lot of writing and stuff? I've been kind of, I've been seeing a lot of your, you know, your videos and stuff. But that's it. Yeah, a lot of writing, a lot of, a lot of just playing. You know, just, just, just experimenting. I suppose, um, I, easing back into rehearsing and yeah. Now, do you, uh, do you normally perform with a, like a full band or? No, just on my own. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I and it. What do you call this style you play? There's a couple of guys that do it here. They call it like modern finger style or something. Is that what you consider what you do? Yeah, it's I. It's the same technique. I I, I listen to. I mean, I do listen to some of the the finger style guitarists, and it is that kind of music I do, really. But I, I try and put more rock sort of rock music in there for. It's yeah. But yeah, it is essentially the finger style, Andy McKee sort of world. It's got a lot of percussive, uh, yeah, parts to it. Yeah, there, yeah. There's a guy here that's pretty uh, well known for that. His name's uh, Nick Johnson. I don't know if you've heard of him. He's he's got like a big. Long, no, I haven't. Yeah, he's he's uh, he's down kind of in Provo, Utah, but he's he's kind of well known in the states for doing that kind of thing. But not quite what exactly what you're doing. We're pretty close, but. You might, might could check him out. Yeah. He, was, he was on the show a while back. 
Um, I'll have a listen, yeah. It's always always good to hear some what everybody else is up to. Yeah, and he does it on all on one guitar. You, you, all you guys, you guys kind of sound like you're four people, but it, it ends up just being it's just one <laughs> person. It, yeah, that's the trick. You, you can uh, get away with that kind of thing. I think that's one of the things in, in writing stuff I find is editing's the biggest part of it because you kind of think, right, what would a xylophone we're doing here over the top of everything and it's just you can get carried away with trying to make it sound like so many things all at once yeah but yeah a lot of it yeah yeah you kind of fill it in the especially when it gets into cussing stuff you're filling in the blanks but there's kind of other a, instruments would do kind of a visual element in, involved if because if if somebody doesn't see it, they may not know that it's just one person <laughs> doing it yeah exactly yeah there's definitely a visual element and and that's uh, or for playing live, it's a big thing. When I first started doing it, you kind of want to start off with something quite percussive because most people won't have seen it. So if you're playing even an open mic night, you throw in some percussion early and it'll get people's attention and this sort of thing. The last thing I saw you do, it may not, may not have been the last thing you posted, but it was it's the last one I saw. But you had like a guitar laying flat on like a coffee table or something and then you were playing the other guitar and like tapping on you're actually playing two guitars at the same time that's right yeah that's something that i've started yeah, fairly recently uh, uh to to experiment with and see what i can see what i can get out of that i have seen other people do it and i sort of thought that's um, it's just ridiculously complicated but yeah. with all the spare time i've had it's something to it's yeah. something i ended up giving a go when did you um what made you start that style did you play like different style before that or yeah, I always played, oh, so it was about 11, I suppose the, the major band I got into was Led Zeppelin, and they, you can, there's just so many different styles of guitar playing in there, from acoustic stuff and obviously big riffs and, and solos and what have you, and I just wanted to learn all that kind of stuff, and, it, and about 10, a few more, maybe 12 years ago, People like Andy McKee and Rodrigo y Gabriela were just this mad percussive guitar playing, and I just sort of ended up following that a bit further. But yeah, that's that's what did it. I always I was always a, like a, essentially a rock music fan. A, a lot of people credit Michael Hedges for like that style, but I, what are you? Is that who got you into it? Or I heard of him later. He's. Um, He's one that the people I got into spoke about a lot. So there's, as I say, Andy McKee and, and uh, uh, Canadian guitarist called Eric Mongrain, who's amazingly good. And he, they both always talk about Michael Hedges a lot. So I heard of him subsequently. And he's, yeah, he's amazing. And he is, as, as, if he's not the very first person to do it, he's, he's there or thereabouts. He's certainly the famous early singer yeah. uh, style. Yeah, that's who the guy I was telling you about, Nick Johnson, Rick, uh, says. And then there was a guy I interviewed named John McLaren up in Nova Scotia. And he was... Oh, beautiful. He said the same thing. Then I had a guy on from uh, Russia, Alex... Oh, I forgot his last name now. He's going to kill me. I know who you mean. Is it Misko? Misko? Yeah, 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 yeah. He was on the show about 10 shows ago, maybe. And he, he didn't... He didn't uh, he didn't really credit Michael Hedges, but I didn't. I didn't know the people he credited for it. I didn't. I didn't know. Right, fair enough. Fair enough. Now he's 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 a a very well known one now himself. But yeah, um, 
Yeah, I think that's kind of what's happened, it seems to me. I think the sort of previous gen, not that they're that much older than me, some of these people, but they um, they all, the, the guitarist I got into yeah. are kind of the next generation on from Michael Hedges, so we kind of follow it backwards. So I'm not, he's, a lot of these things, I, by the time I listened to Michael Hedges, I'd already heard other people do. Do you have so he, a... He's, he's, do you have like a favorite guitar that you use, like a favorite brand or favorite guitar? Yeah, like a uh, the ones the ones you'll have seen on any of the videos that you might have seen of me are Taylors. There's a in the in the two guitar ones, they're both Taylors that I use. Oh, okay, so, yeah. Are they pretty easy to find over in England or? They are. Yeah, I don't. I, yeah, yeah. The the ones I got are very much off the shelf. Uh, guitars are pretty readily available. I don't know where the company's based. They they're somewhere in America, aren't they? Yeah, I don't Louisiana know. or something. Yeah, I'm not sure either. A lot of a lot of times they're down there that way in Louisiana, Mississippi area because it's cheap to cheap to buy land and and buildings down that way. <laughs> but that's how it works. Fair enough. Yeah, they've all to I suppose particularly Mississippi. They're very romantic sounding places for. The guitar world, I think, just yeah. because I mean, a, there's a, a lot of the they, and then the stories of the guitar playing and, and guitarists. A lot of them seem to come out of there. What about um? But uh, what about uh tunings? Do you do you play in open tunings or? Yeah, yeah, quite a lot. I think you again. That was, there's a uh, an English guitarist from the set died in the seventies, but wasn't there called Nick Drake? Yeah, who. Do you, you know him? Barely. I've not, I don't recall the music, but I know the name. Yeah, so well, he's, he used some, even amongst some of the, you know, you get into open tunings, uh, you know, G and open G and open D are the first ones you come across playing the guitar, but a lot, he gets really, really weird, or what seemed to be really weird tuning. So I got into that quite early on in that sense. Do you ever play, in, yeah, a, do you ever play in a C, a C6? Six. Yeah. Uh, I, run the run the strings by me. What would that be? I see. Well, you drop it to a low C, and then you got the you leave the A for your six, your fifth string. Then you have another C, and then basically, and then the second string's a C. I think everything else is the same. I actually got it That's, from I actually got it from Jimmy Page when I was younger. I, I'm more. Of a, I was just about to say that yeah. on physical graffiti. That's the the acoustic. Instrumental on there. I'm not going to try and pronounce the name, but that's the tuning. Yeah, the one Brony R or whatever. That's the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I have to learn that, but not for a long time. Yeah, because I'd figured that I figured that out when I was a kid. When we used to have to, because I'm 50 something years old, so we did we had to just figure it out. I, I didn't even know anything about open tuning, so I figured it out with no in the standard tuning. And then I was. That must. Oh, you how to play it in standard tuning? <laughs> it's not. It's it was. You just didn't have the low. I mean, the rest of it was kind of around a C chord, but you just. I knew there was something. Oh, I true. knew there was something missing, and then years later, I figured. I found out that he was doing it in what they call the C six tuning. Then I played around. That's with it. right. Yeah. Then I played around with it a bit. You can get. You can get these like Egyptian sounding sounds, and then go straight to like a Delta blues sound in that tuning. It's pretty pretty crazy. Oh. That's that is crazy. Yeah, do you know what? I'd forgotten all about that one until you mentioned it. But yeah, I did. I did learn that. And it, it, the, um, 
when I was a kid learning these things, it was all tab websites, so it was all laid out for you. Somebody else had worked it out by ear and yeah, and and stuck it up on one of the websites. But yeah, so no, that is a it's a great song. Yeah, I'm a I'm more of a jazz guitarist. I just stay pretty much standard tuning, but that's the one open tuning I I used to play around with a little bit. <clears throat> but uh, yeah, um. Yeah. What about uh? What's some other guitarists that you that you like that you get inspired by? Well, I, I, they're kind of the classic ones for me. Is to say, Jimmy Page, Jimi Hendrix, Stevie Ray Vaughan. I got into into blues quite early on by listening to some of these people. So BB King, uh, a couple of the English folk guitarists, a British folk guitarist, I should say, John yeah. Renborn and and Nick Drake, Richard Thompson. If you heard, you might have. Yep. Richard Thompson's pretty well known. Yep, heard of him. So yeah, he was he, he was one of the uh, one of the well, he is one of the great acoustic players, isn't he? So. Well, um. And then yeah, you, you go back and and into the Brian Lemon Jefferson and these people, some of the you know the early blues guys are just unbelievable. Scrapper Blackwell. Yeah, I've always felt it was kind of kind of weird that how the. Uh, you know how the blues kind of started over here, but didn't no nobody over here really listened to it, and then the English guys took it back over That's there, it. and then we learned it back That's from it. them again. <laughs> yeah, oh, it's uh, it's it's a hell of a story around it. Definitely, I know um, these old interviews and documentaries, and you hear people like BB King and and Woody Waters talking, and they all just loved the Rolling Stones because they just gave them, well, hell, you know, got the got the attention back towards these guys who were amazing but just weren't weren't getting much attention at all yeah and i i started playing in the late 70s and 80s and the only blues that anybody played back then was was Jimi hendrix uh red house and and uh since i've been loving you by Jimmy page of course yeah i've listened to that about 12 times in the past two days but yeah um even then yeah but uh, I, I've been wow. getting into I've been getting into Peter Green a lot lately. Peter Green's wonderful. Yeah, yeah. All these guys. I've not listened to him for a long time. But yeah, he's every. I mean, even his voice is just he's just excellent. Peter Green, without a doubt. Yeah, he's kind of. I think of it as he kind of gets as, over, as a, overlooked over here because of how Fleetwood Mac kind of changed into a different thing. Well, yeah, completely different thing. Yeah, yeah. When people talk about Fleetwood Mac and you. Yeah, oh, great! Talk about Peter Green and, uh, and no, no. They talk about rumors and all, which is fine. It's good. <laughs> I shouldn't say it's fine. It's obviously a great album, but Peter Green tends to fall out of favor. Well, not out. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't get the uh, the thing. But as, as a straightforward, pretty much straightforward blues guitarist. Yeah, and I from, used to from do this uh, country. He must be the best. And I used to do his version of Black Magic Woman a lot, and people would come up and say, "You're not playing that like Santana." And I was like, "I'm not doing yeah, exactly, Santana's yeah. version of it. I'm doing." Yeah. They didn't even know. They think it's his song. Yeah, yeah. He's one. Of, he's just. He has done some amazing things, and and there's Albatross is probably best known for being on a on, a, on an advert over here. Yeah. For the, as as big as that song was, it was. Rory Gallagher was another guy like that that they didn't really take off over here too much uh, yeah i don't know how big he got here i know he was he was he was recommended to me when i was young and i got listening to him at the the live irish tour album yeah 
And I was listening to it to Which him the is, other day, and I could hear like all the Judas Priest stuff <laughs> came out of that. Yeah, you know, that all, I, again, I, you just reminded me. I haven't listened to him for a while, but his playing gets pretty wild. If you watch live videos, there's, he's pretty pretty rock and roll. Yeah. For, uh, yeah. So you know, he's uh, you're right. Even I, I completely forgotten about him. <laughs> A couple of years until you just mentioned him. Yeah, nobody over here really, really knows knows who he is. But, uh, that's crazy. But that's, I suppose that's just the the nature of it. He's known to those in the know. Yeah. And just to switch up a little bit, I was li- I was listening to your, some of your stuff on Spotify. Um, what's the late? What's your latest thing that you put out? It was the most recent. Is on Spotify. On there will be called a thousand ghosts. Okay. I think there's two up on Spotify at the minute, and that's the most recent one. So it's, a little, it's a couple of years old now, but um, yeah, that's the most recent. I should be recording, hopefully, in be May by now. I just thought. Do you do you just release uh, release song by song now, or you got a whole album written? Or that from I think from now on it will be or for the next. Next few, it'll be song by song, I think, and do focus more on getting the videos out and singles. I think albums, well, in my case, one track might get added into playlists and then another one later. So putting a whole album up, yeah, um, yeah, I think probably one track at a time for a little bit. That's for the kind this of year, way, maybe. That seems to be way, the way it's going. That's kind of what I'm doing now, too. It's just doesn't seem like there's really any point in doing the whole album unless you just sell them it shows you know cds and things but i don't know <laughs> back to the 60s kind of thing where you just bang out a single a week yeah <laughs> you know to turn around a single every couple of weeks or whatever it was and then nobody did albums until a bit later on in the decade so yeah yeah no it's very yeah i think i think that's the right way now the, the singles based well vinyl thing. uh Vinyl's kind of taken off again over here. How about over there? Is it you see any reinsurgence in that? Same, yeah, definitely. Cassette tapes as well seem to be coming. I haven't, I haven't seen but that. Vinyl yet. <laughs> for a few years has been taken off. Are you, you got any plans of putting any vinyl out? Pardon? Did you do you have any plans of putting any vinyl out of your own stuff? No, for me that's uh, it's be a bit expensive at the minute. To be honest with you. Yeah, I don't think I'm gonna I do it. Um, I've got, you know, I've, I've got CDs, <coughs> which were you'd sell at gigs, but uh, beyond that, no, it's, it's your vinyls aren't aren't particularly viable for for me. Everything's I've only just to be honest, start paying real attention to the internet. Um, in terms, of, you know, Spotify and and these things. I'd always just thought you get them up and, and sell sell CDs at gigs, which yeah, is fine when you can do some gigs. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I hope they don't bring back eight tracks. <laughs> I don't want I don't want to hear those again. Hey, <laughs> I had my old. Uh, I remember having an eight track of a uh, Led Zeppelin that would cut. Uh, and, you know, you had four. Oh man, four track things on the eight track, and it would cut. It cut Stairway to Heaven off like for like ten seconds, and it would switch over to. <laughs> you'd play the rest the of it because the solo get rid of that bit yeah. oh man I'm sure 8-track will be making a comeback soon enough the way it's going I hope not <laughs> they can have that one <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, 
I've never, heard a, I've never, I've never, I don't think I've ever heard an eight track, heard a word about them. Yeah. Hi, uh. Yeah. What about, um, so your stuff's all on iTunes and Spotify yeah. and all Spotify. the other places? Hello? Yeah, you still there? Still there? Oh, yeah, I'm here. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was going to ask you, besides Spotify, where is your music at on iTunes and... Well, iTunes as well, yeah, yeah, um, possibly even Amazon as well. Okay, and then uh, do you have your own website or? Yeah, the best one for me is, um, I'm obviously on Facebook, as you know, and then Instagram, and there's a stack of links onto their Bandcamp and all these things. They're yeah. all uh, all interlinked. And YouTube as well. And YouTube, of course, yeah, yeah. And all that's just yeah. found under Greg Larkin Music. Greg Larkin Music, yeah. Well, yeah. If you. Okay. And what about um? Are you doing any uh? I know the videos I've been watching, but have you been doing any live? Like Facebook? live streams? No, I haven't. Okay. Yeah, I do. I, I do one on. I haven't Fa- actually. I do one on Facebook every Sunday. You should. That'd be a good thing for you to for you to do. I think. Give it yeah. a shot. I said, I've been just writing and, and experimenting, so I'm not, I, yeah, I need to get rehearsing and doing some live stuff because some of the live stream stuff, definitely. I do need to look into it. Oh, I should have done it ages ago. Yeah, I do a little one on Sunday where you just, it's just like an improv. I just put on some backing tracks and play jazz stuff over it, but, um, Oh nice! I think I might see. They send me they, they send me a little Venmo money every now and then. Oh. <laughs> um, what about uh? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Do you have any Do you have any shows lined up, or is it just just too too far? You don't know when it's going to happen again. Yeah, exactly. Excuse me. Looking at, at reopening the the country at some point in June, I think end of June was it July. So you're just gonna but wait. Either way, I know I, I, that's it. Yeah, there's there's tentative plans that seem to be creeping in. I'm seeing of different promoters looking at booking in for later in the year. But yeah, no, it's all it's all very uh, playing it playing it by ear and seeing what happens as the year goes on. For the time being, so yeah, just hopefully I'll just have a little more new stuff to play when I finally do. Yeah, it'd be good. How, have you been over here? Have you played over here? Pardon? Have, have you played over here in America? Are you can up sorry mate, say that again. Oh, I'm sorry, have you have you played here in America yet? Still breaking up? No. Breaking up on me. Still there? I am now, I thought you hello? Yeah, can you hear me? Okay. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what happened. Yeah. No, I it's sort of you you're feeding in and out. Have you uh have you played here in in America? No, I've never played. I visited once many years ago. Um I was doing a college course here and a part of the, the course was to go to the Bikeout Festival for a week in, in Austin. And that's my only my only trip to America. But 
was a, had a great time. But no, I've never played over there. Yeah, you should get a hold of uh, the guy I was telling you about, Nick Johnson. He, you can't miss him. He's, there's probably a lot of Nick Johnsons, but he's the only guy. He's got, a, like, a really long red beard. Um, you'd probably recognize I, him. That's, that, that does sound... I've definitely seen a, a fingerstar guitarist with a big red beard. Yeah, that's him. And there's so a, maybe it's the, him. I know him and a guy named Scott Bravo up in New York. They, there's some kind of guitar festival thing they go to every year that has it's all guys that play kind of like you guys um it, right it, is that in america yeah i think it's in new york so i know that yeah on oh, new york nice i think because so. i know there's there's a, i'm sure yeah it might well i'm sure if, if it's anywhere somewhere like new york sounds ideal i know there's a big one in canada yeah and there might be somewhere it might even canada, be they, it might be in nashville actually i can't remember but, Nashville sounds exactly the place you go for a guitar festival, yeah. actually, doesn't it? So you, uh, yeah, you should get a hold of those guys and maybe see what, see when the next one is. <laughs> they all know each other. Yeah, but, yeah, definitely. Yeah, they all met at that festival. All, the, all the guys. But, uh, oh, that sounds sounds <laughs> ideal. What was the so? There's Nick Johnson. What was the other fella's name? Uh, his name's Scott Bravo. Scott Bravo. Yeah, he's in New York. And yeah, I'll look him up. Just uh, if if you go back, to, if you go to this podcast and just kind of scroll back on the back, because this is like you're you're going to be like episode eighty three. If you just scroll back on some of them, you'll find interviews with those guys. Oh, great! I'll have a listen in that case, definitely. Yeah, but they're uh, yeah, they'll uh, they'll steer you in the right direction to where all the things go on here. But uh, yeah, I imagine there's quite a lot. Yeah, but it's a new style, so you know a lot of people don't don't know about it. You know that the average person that listens but, to it don't understand what's going on. <laughs> yeah, no, I think that's true. I think that's because I've I've opened for some of the the uh, done the opening tour uh, or the opening gig slots for a couple of the big names, and they're still quite small gigs, relatively speaking, for even to me or to you know the big YouTube hits and huge streaming Spotify's. But in terms of you know, getting live outs in this country, at least. Yeah. The audiences aren't enormous. Um, Major. Maybe you can get a hold of... Big, uh, you know, Tommy and Matt. Maybe you can get a hold of Alex uh, Misco. He's a little closer to you. <laughs> open for him. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, he's one of the... Uh, one of the. I did open for him a couple of years ago. Oh, okay. In Manchester. Oh, that's awesome. So, yeah, that was... Yeah. And there's a, a lady called Christy Lanay. Okay. As well. It seems to even be the same venue, I think, thinking about it. But not that that matters, but yeah. So yeah, there's, I think it's a, quite a, a small small community. Yeah, I had uh, Alex's show. Not not a lot of people listened to the show when he was on it, because I didn't, and I didn't put it together, because he spoke really good English, but I guess a lot of his fans don't, so <laughs> they, didn't, they, didn't, they didn't tune in. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I can imagine. No, it's um, it's another massive place as well. He could be doing, he could be doing quite a lot of gigs just in, just, just in, in Russia. Russia. Yeah, and most of the people who listen to this show are English speaking. I have a lot of Irish listeners and a lot of uh, Australian and uh, and ca- Canadian. All so right, mainly English speaking. I was gonna one one more thing before we wrap up, and I appreciate you uh, doing this. But um, what's a what's a good song you think? You could steer everybody to on Spotify to kind of give a good idea of overall your 
your style, I guess you'd say. Was that, was that pick out one track, did you say? You broke up a little bit. Was it? Yeah, yeah. What's well, like one track you could steer people over to that would give a good idea? Okay, yeah. Um, there's one that's, that's on the, the last release I did called A Whole Tone of Paper Sky, which I was is it's a, quite a fairly percussive one there is there is some percussion in there but it's gives an idea of the sort of style of writing and different couple of different influences in there that should i i, I hope would give a general impression of what what's going on okay i maybe i'll play that one on the show i usually play one song on the show anyway so um oh okay. yeah no that for in to my mind that'd be the one i think okay well, man, I um, I'm gonna I'm gonna let you run. I appreciate your time. I I know we had a little trouble getting connected, but I'm glad we did, and I uh, I hope to. I am. I appreciate. I'm glad you got in touch. Thank you very much. Yeah, and I'm looking forward uh, to seeing more of your stuff, and I'll I'll still I'll steer everybody on that listens to the show over to your Spotify and your and your Instagram and stuff. Well, I greatly appreciate that. Always, yeah. No, it's been nice talking to you. On this, uh... All it's right. been a while since we could just talk about guitars with someone, so it's greatly <laughs> appreciated on every level. Well, um, keep me uh, keep me on informed of everything you got going on once the pandemic lifts up, and we'll uh, we'll get you back on here when you get. Hello, you still there? I'll try it one more time. Say that one more time. Oh, I was going to say, just keep me uh, keep me informed on all your new stuff coming up. Oh, of course, I know I will. I will certainly. I'm sure around the various social media groups and what have you but they are they'll, they're, they're hopefully there'll be some uh, a new album or a new stream of singles coming out over the next next few months okay well, i'll look forward to it so yeah oh. all right man well uh yeah well thank you it was nice yeah thank you and you have a you have a new fan here and hopefully some new fans after this show <laughs> i hope so yeah i certainly hope so thank you very much man i appreciate right. it stay safe and i'll talk to you soon you too bye bye mate thank you Welcome to the world of Black Dupont Records. Featuring the doom sounds of day glow morning. Brave lover, Black Dupont Records. On Facebook, Twitter, family at the Big Cartel, and BlackDupontRecords.com. Expect the knock. for me today hope you enjoyed my interview with greg larkin make sure you check out greg larkin music wherever you listen to music l-a-r-k-i-n is the last name um gonna really enjoy all his stuff if you enjoy instrumental guitar music at all or any kind of 
any kind of thing that takes any kind of art that takes talent like that, you got to check it out. Um, check out his YouTube and, and Instagram and all that stuff. And uh, you can always find my music as well on those same platforms under J.S. Lawrence or Jeff Lawrence. Uh, Jeff Lawrence Lessons on YouTube. And if speaking of lessons, if you want to take lessons from me, shoot me an email directly to the show here that I record on anchor.fm slash jeff-lawrence. Check out the Facebook page, Southern Man Western Town Podcast. And then also, you know, like, subscribe, follow, wherever you listen to the podcast at. And you can find me on uh, Twitter, Jeff S. Lawrence One, J Law Music Man on Instagram, and Jeff S. Lawrence on Facebook. But if you uh, can't find me on Facebook because there's other Jeff Lawrences, I have the S in between my name. And you can also look just look up the uh, Facebook page on there for the podcast, Southern Man Western Town Podcast. And we'll, uh, we'll set you up with Zoom lessons. You can shoot me an email on any of those platforms. Please support the show if you can. If you can do a one-time donation, venmo.com slash jeff-lawrence-48. The four of last phone numbers, 1353. And that's going to do it for me today. I appreciate you guys uh, listening to the show. And uh, check out Greg Larkin. Talk to you soon. Talk to you on the next show. In case I don't see ya. Good afternoon, good evening, and good night. See you next week. Same bad time, same bad station.